Welcome to Light Logic, the podcast that discusses everything you need to know about low voltage lighting. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're listening to Light Logic. Hey, this is Brian Collins with the Light Logic Podcast, and today we had on John Musselman to talk about all things CCT. It was a great conversation, and hope you guys get a, a lot out of it. Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Brian Collins with the Light Logic Podcast, and I am the uh, DSM District Sales Manager for the Mid Atlantic States. And with me to talk about all things CCT today is Jai Musselman, who's out of the Florida area. Good afternoon, Jai. How are you today? I am doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. So, as we, uh, as I uh, alluded to, we're going to talk about CCT today. Jai, you want to talk about what? Uh, what CCT is, and, and we'll lead into talking about different ways to use CCT in, in our designs. Absolutely. So CCT is uh, correlated color temperature. And again, I like to kind of mention a lot of times to liken it to a white balance or maybe just the hues of white with the Kelvin temperature. So it gives us the ability to go from anywhere from a very warm 2200 all the way up to a 6500 Kelvin uh, to be able to bring out the uh, plant materials and the architecture that you see in the daytime. Yeah. The, the other way I like to talk about it is, uh, and I'll compare it to RGB, and we'll talk a little bit about RGB today. But the way I like to compare it, it most people know what RGB is. RGB is a, a combination of red, green, and blue. And we combine those colors in that technology to create basically any color under the spectrum. But when we use RGB, typically what we're doing is we're forcing a color change. I'm going to change that object, red, blue, whatever the color is. Whereas CCT, we use that shift in that color temperature to enhance the color of what it is that we're lighting. Uh, so again, the uh, the photograph I'm looking at, and we'll flash these uh, we'll flash these up uh, on the screen, is the blue law office down in that was in Tampa, right? That was Tampa, in Tampa, yes. Mm -hmm. which is the best way to describe it, a royal blue. It's a really kind of a dark blue. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the interesting thing is, you know, 95% of the designers out there, 95% of the contractors out, out there would light that up using uh, uh, a 2700K, which is the most co uh, popular color temperature. And if you saw it with nothing else to compare it to, if you lit that in 2700K, you'd say, okay, it looks okay. But when you see, what, what color temperature did you choose on that? We actually went all the way up to 5200 Kelvin. And the interesting thing about this uh, project is that it's in a historic district. So the paint palettes are already selected. They can't deviate or change. So again, it's a, a very deep royal cobalt-based blue. The trim is very pure white. And uh, when we started utilizing some the Kelvin temperatures on there, we realized that the 5200 really made that dance. And some of the specifics from the actual owner of the building was that when he did the inside of this building, it was all modern. So he really wanted the very white temperature of light. He recommended 5,000 Kelvin, and could we do that? And uh, this was actually the first project that we used CCT on with the vivid lamps. And it turned out really well that we were able to tune it right before his eyes. And, and then when he saw what he liked, he was like, that's it right there. Yeah, that makes a big difference. And the uh, the other thing to note here is not only is it a royal blue, the main part of the house, but all the trim is a white. It's a white trim. And mm -hmm. so we uh, you and I photographed that a few years back. And uh, so we did we did it in the in the color that we, that you set it at that you chose. 
which is 5200 K, but then we we uh, we change the color temperature on the lower uh, on that first floor to 2700 K, which is what most of the most of the people would like that uh, house at. And it was absolutely dramatic to see the the first level in that 5200 K where it should be versus the 2700 K down below. Including yeah, I like trim because the go ahead. Yeah, I like to say that it really took that lower uh, story and it shifted that blue actually to like a muddy purple. And then it took that white trim and basically made it look like butterscotch. So, you know, it was a, a huge shift in colors on that there. But what was even more striking is once we started looking back at photos, looking at there was an oak tree on the left and an oak tree on the right, and just seeing how it interacted with the foliage, that the foliage looks so much greener with that 5200 Kelvin bouncing yeah. off of it compared to 27. That was fascinating. It, 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 the trim, <laughs> excuse me, the trim on that 2700K reminded me, I grew up in a, in a smoking house in the 70s. And so it looked like that tingy yellow tobacco smoke is what the trim looked like in 2700K versus that when it was 5200K, the, the trim just pops and just kind of frames yes. out that royal blue and makes it look like it should be. Um, so I thought that was uh, one of the most uh, interesting CCT comparisons that that I've ever photographed for sure. Uh, so anything else on that? The, the other thing that you kind of did note this, but uh, when uh, when we flash the pictures up there, uh, you'll also notice to, to your point, the landscape down below. So you get a lot of reflected light coming off of that, uh, coming off of that structure. And it's interesting the difference in the landscape or how that 5200K bring that reflected light brings out the greens in the landscape below versus the 2700K. That 2700K is enhancing everything that's wrong or kind of deadish uh, in that landscape. All the yellows and browns are enhanced rather than the greens and the other colors that make it look alive. And we, you know, we realize that we see everything in the daytime hours and generally uh, between uh, 10 o'clock to about two o'clock, usually the sun's gonna be putting out a spectrum between 5,500 and 6,500 Kelvin. Uh, so anywhere from five to 6,500 Kelvin. So we're seeing things as they are in the daytime. We can appreciate all these colors, but then when we go to the nighttime, you know, we're creating the light ourselves. So it's not just all one envelopment of light, we're reversing all the imagery. So now we get to be very specific with what we're choosing Kelvin temperature wise to highlight something. Again, we're now comparing all that white light that we're creating to negative space and darkness. So that's why we're able to be very effective with these uh, this technology. And it's, you know, it's also interesting and, it, it, you know, as an industry, I can't explain how this happens, but we kind of put, put ourselves in a box. Um, and then when when LED came out, you had this Kelvin temperature, which I had never heard of, right? It just so happens that halogen, which is what we dealt with before, properly volted halogen happened to be 2900, 2950, somewhere in that range. Uh, but if you had asked me in halogen days what that uh, Kelvin temperature was, I would have had no idea what you were talking about. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I did know that we would use blue lenses uh, to, to in certain circumstances. We would use blue lenses to cool that light down. Didn't actually turn the light blue, but it kind of cooled that light off. We would use it in uh, underwater lights to kind of clarify the water. Uh, we would use it in down lights to m help make it mimic a, a true moonlight. Uh, and uh, evergreens as well. We would use that uh, to light evergreens up and enhance those greens. So, absolutely. 
Yeah. Now, the, the the next picture that I'm looking at is a Deodor cedar. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Deodor cedar. Deodor cedar is kind of like a blue spruce, wouldn't you say? Uh, Color-wise, it's got some blue hues to it in addition to the yeah. greens. Absolutely. Right. So that is a, uh, in my opinion, that is a uh, is a plant material with that that has those blue hues that uh, really looks good at 6500K. And even just the shift between, you know, 5000K looks really good, but it's going to enhance more of the greens. Whereas if you shift it more to 6500K, now you're, and let me back up one second. So if you go back to 5000K, that's more of a neutral light. It's really not yellow. It's really not blue. It's really neutral. Uh, when you shift it to 6500K, now you're starting to add some blue to the spectrum. And so naturally, it's going to uh, make those blues in that Deodor cedar uh, pop. Same same thing with a, with a blue spruce. Absolutely. Um, and then if you hit it, I mean, you can, you can tell people what it looks like if you hit really any kind of evergreen, whether it's a Deodor cedar or Leland cypress, a darker green. But what happens when you when you hit that with a 2700 20, guy? Yeah, it makes it actually look dead because it'll start pulling out all the brown growing points of, of the plant material. So all of a sudden you're focusing more on the stem work or the bottom sides of the uh, the little needles there rather than the actual green part. So it's uh, striking, you know, when you start looking at 27K through the progressions all the way up to 6500 Kelvin with uh, evergreen plant materials. Yeah, so we'll we'll throw some pictures up there. We've got some some good examples of a, another uh, project. I think Jai was involved with uh, certainly one of your contractors. Mm -hmm. uh, and and the photograph actually has uh, Deodor cedar lit up uh, in 2700K, moving all the way to 6500K, and the Deodor cedar behind it stays a static 2700. So it's in this case, it's it's kind of a moving, you know, it's a, a GIF GIF in a moving photograph. And when you first see it in 2700K, it it doesn't appear like anything's wrong. It's lit, it looks like, you know, normal. But as it progresses into those higher Kelvin temperatures, it's absolutely amazing the difference. And it truly, <clears throat> the one on the left that stays uh, 2700K, it looks like it's dead. It looks like it's uh, dead compared to the 6500 or the 5000 for sure. Um, so that's a good that's a, that was a good comparison too. Uh, so moving on, uh, the the next photograph that I'm looking at is, you know, the other thing that you can do. One thing we've talked about as designers all the time is using levels of light or levels of brightness to draw people's attention into certain areas. So uh, typically focal points, right? So that could be entry area, it could be a, a specimen plant, a pergola, whatever you want that to be. In this particular circumstance, uh, I'm looking at a uh, an entryway. This is another one of your projects uh, down in, uh, uh, in Georgia. Georgia. I was yeah. going to try to name the city, but uh, yeah. it's outside anyway, of Athens. In this case, I can't remember whether you, whether we did this was it was it a result of a of a demo that we did that that's the two different color temperatures. No, so this one is where we actually did the entire house with CCT. And then the mm -hmm. entryway light that was already there uh, was to mimic kind mm -hmm. of like a more of a gas lantern type of look. So what was nice is we did the outside. It was kind of like a lightly off white. So we tuned yeah. it to 3200 Kelvin. We also used the frosted lens to smooth that light out a little bit more. 
But yeah. what was kind of remarkable about this is that the entry was that warmth. And normally we'd probably make that wider on average and, you know, then it would yeah. bounce. But this looks striking being able to have the darker uh, hue of, of warm light pull you in. And it's almost like it was inviting you in the house. Uh, it's 100 percent. It's it's actually one of the more striking examples. And, it, you know, to to lead into this, we, we have to really as designers, we have to get out of this mindset that if you start a color temperature on a project that you have to stick with that color temperature that's you know that's out the window that's completely just not true in 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 bs but you know move with your your color temperatures with a with a, a end, end game in mind and in this case those two that contrast in color temperature that white versus that almost gold because that's certainly lower i would say than 2700k that's got to be probably 2400 22 yeah. somewhere in there i mean it's, a, it's gold yellow uh but it just an uh, it's a you know it's a beautiful entrance to begin with it's an arched doorway and an arched a uh, brick uh entryway and that is lit in a you know that in, even lower than incandescent color temperature almost a gold hue to it and then the outside of that, the outside of that brick entry is that that uh, white color. What did you say that was? 5,000? 3,200 uh, 3, Kelvin on the outer temperature. Oh, is it really? Okay. Mm -hmm. So All just right. a little bit over 3,000, like, you know, we tried it there, but we really wanted to play into it being kind of still very silky and still a little bit buttery because it wasn't a pure white. It was a very off-white. And then what happened is then we had some evergreens that were around, like you were saying earlier, about bringing the Kelvin temperature up. Uh, we really did those uh, north of probably 5,500 5, Kelvin, and it just really made them pop with a very uh, beautiful green against that color. Made everything yeah. dimensional and stand out from each other. But the whole the whole design is outstanding. And then the the silhouetted, you've got some sort of evergreens and planters right in front of which are completely silhouetted mm -hmm. behind it. The whole design is just incredibly striking. But definitely when you look at this, you know what the entryway is. And so yes. that contrasting color, you know, you don't just have to use, you know, the point being, you don't just don't have to use at this point uh, varying uh, light uh, uh, brightnesses. Uh, you can use different color temperatures to, to yes. lead your eye into, into focal points. And one of the things that we keep in mind, though, is when we get into places that have uh, the lighter colors, especially white, we might have to go up on our Kelvin temperature to bring that white out, but then we might start dimming it to put it back into scale. And then we could Good still point. also use a frosted lens. Uh, just did a project literally last Friday and simple 20 light job. And within that 20 light, we, you know, the architecture, I think we did around 4,900 Kelvin. So just a little bit under five. We still use the frosted lens just to kind of buffer it back out and, and make it a clean white so that all the plant material could stand away from it. Uh, we had bamboo out there as well as like blue agave. So everything got different Kelvin temperatures to make everything pop. And the one thing about that house that we were just talking about a moment ago up there is that homeowner already had a large lighting system. And the reason I came to that property in the first place was that the lighting system wasn't performing well. The contractor I was working with didn't install it, and he was always out there trying to fix it because he had gained favor with this homeowner. So this install was four or five years old. It was poorly installed. They were having a lot of voltage issues. And when we discovered what was happening, it was time to actually replace that system, unfortunately. Not the material's fault but the installs fall. So when we went out there, this homeowner already knew what landscape lighting looked like and what his architecture looked like, but we redid it with CCT. And when he flew back in after we were installing it for the week, 
he described it as being high definition TV for the first time. So it, was, mm -hmm. it struck with me the whole time that it we call it high definition landscape lighting now by using CCT. Yep. This this next one that we're going to talk about is a, is a great example of that too. Um, so any, anything else on the, the the arched entryway that you wanted to uh, touch on before we move on? No, that property just keeps growing because uh, you know again they love lighting and they've really enjoyed you know, the dimensions that we've created with just using white light only. The joy to photograph it, for sure. So the next one is a, is another project of yours, a really interesting, this th these this homeowner, I guess the wife was a, was is an artist uh, mm -hmm. and uh, did this mosaic, tile mosaic in the in the back of their house. So it, it, this mosaic is, what, what is the size? 10, 10 by 10, 12 by 10? I mean, the panels are probably at least three foot wide, probably no no shorter than five foot, you know, tall. So I mean, three panels all put together. So pretty good display for this courtyard. Yeah. So they're all little tiles, and and it's predominantly, you know, if you look at the mosaic, the the, the, the mosaic itself is like a light blue. Uh, is that fair to say? And then Absolutely. within there, you have the sort of these vines and colors, uh, flowers, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and they're kind of, they kind of stick out from so there's a lot of dimension uh, in this mosaic as too. So it's not just flat. There is dimension. Uh, there is a third dimension there. Uh, and those little flowers, there's a flower pot. Uh, all of those have different different colors as well. But do you want to walk through that? We photographed that and photographed it at different color temperatures, starting at 2700, moving through 65. And it's it is a it's a fantastic example. I'll just I'll just say this and let you talk about it since it's your project. But uh, it, it it's fascinating looking at this even in the warm color temperatures when you light it say in a 2700K, even how that uh enhances the warmer colors that are that are hidden within there so it's mostly a cool color temperature uh or, or cooler colors i should say that are within that mosaic but even as you roll through those color temperatures in the warm the 2700s and 3000s would make those warmer colors in the mo mosaic pop out in the end uh you it's, i'm looking right at the 2700k example it, it literally grays out that blue uh, almost Absolutely. negates it completely yeah just shifts that color right on over there. So the cool part about this project here was that instead of lighting it from a lot of landscape lighting positions are from the ground going upward. So we're reversing the projection of light from what we see it in the daytime. But we decided to go ahead and light this from the gutters above and light it downward so that we could then get the entire courtyard because the courtyard is basically these tiles cut in a synthetic turf in a pattern. So the whole little uh, uh, space is kind of like an art gallery. So when we lit it, uh, Again, 27K would have been normal for a lot of people, maybe even 3,000K, but you really couldn't get up to uh, where you need to be at until you were north of, of you know, 45 to 5,000. So I think we were probably right around 5,000 when we settled in on what we liked here. Yeah. And we, and, and of course, when we photographed it, we shifted those color temperatures right through the 6,500. And because you had that mix, it was just kind of fascinating to watch. Uh, how the different colors at different color temperatures kind of popped out of the out of the the uh, scene. Mm -hmm. uh, so very, it was a very cool, very cool example of CCT and what CCT does to uh, to enhance or not enhance certain colors, you know, depending on where you 
So we'll put that picture up there. That's the mosaic. And then I just going to have a, a general discussion. I want to touch again. I think this is important. Something that I forget too that uh, we'll talk about lighting different areas close to each other in different color temperatures for a purpose, right? So for mm -hmm. focal points, uh, maybe even touch on RGB in, in that perspective as well. Uh, but also what's the, we'll, we'll touch on uh, when you shift to higher color temperatures, how it's important to play with the dimming uh, aspect yeah. of that. Because to our eye, when you go, when you go to those higher color temperatures, it, even if the lumens don't change to our eye, it actually appears bright, brighter. Yeah. And I suppose, again, we're comparing it to a dark space. Again, that's when the sun's above us, everything's lit at once. We're doing the direct opposite game. We're adding light where it needs to be. So the sun's painting with one big brush, everything at once. We're taking a little fine brush and putting in the details. And uh, to kind of go along with uh, different temperatures, you know, setting things apart, we started experimenting with adding just a little bit of RGB in complement to the CCT uh, uh, job site. So. We have a picture that will show that uh, we just did these little interior cutaway archways and just did a light blue just to give it a little bit of detail. And uh, this past week, again, 20 light job, just two lights on the whole job were RGB because we backlit the bamboo and we wanted to light the wall space. So, again, they can play together real well. And especially when we get into our new system called Inspira, we have complete CCT as well as RGB all built into one fixture in one platform. So. I think we're really going to start expanding what we do artistically with light with this product. It, it is an amazing product and I keep telling people, you know, I've been doing this for it's it's getting embarrassing to say I've been doing lighting for uh, 30 over 35 years. And this Inspira product, every time I get my hands on it and get it out in the field, I'm learning new ways to design different things I can do because you have all those tools in one fixture. You have dimming, beam spread chain. You have color, RGB, and CCT. You even uh, have a broader range of color temperature used within Spira uh, relative to our uh, our CCT drop-in lamp. So that that one goes uh, in in Spira 2200 to 6500, whereas the CCT drop-in is 27 to 65. But uh, the color uh, on the, I think that's uh, Billy Gamble's house. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's one of the greatest examples. You know, I've I've always struggled with with RGB and how do we use RGB in a subtle way, not make it look like a three ring circus. And to my eye, I and I've myself played with uh, you know trying to be subtle. I think this is the best example I've ever seen of just just a little kiss of blue right at the at the entryway and everything else in white. I think it's a really good example of how to use. Uh, RGB in a, in a subtle manner, and it draws your eye right into you're using it to draw the eye right into a focal point where you want people to be. And I think that's good. Yeah. So uh, that's that's it for CCT. I mean, I think uh, you know, in a in a nutshell, you you're going to use your warmer uh, color temperature, say uh, you know, 42 and 100 and below, to enhance warmer colors, right? Mm -hmm. So your warmer colors are going to be your reds, orange, yellow, right? Green is kind of neutral, right? Uh, and you're going to use your cooler color temperatures, you know, anything above 5,000 K to enhance your cooler colors, your purples, your blues. Um, 5,000 K incidentally is going to, which is neutral, is going to kind of treat all colors equally. You know, red will look red, 
And to, to your point, you had mentioned this earlier, that's kind of like your mid-morning sun, early afternoon sun, that's really what the five, that's right in the 5,000 peg area. Um, so it's gonna treat all colors uh, fairly equally. But uh, if you, that's really how you use CCT. So you shift that that color temperature to enhance the color of what you're, you're lighting in. All right, well, that wraps up our discussion on CCT today. I appreciate, uh, Jai, for you being here and lending your expertise. And I think these are pretty much all your projects here. So <laughs> thanks for lending your, not only your expertise, but all your, your projects on that. So uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on Light Logic. All right, thank you, Brian, for having me. You got it.